They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 28 of Soul Food titled Cultivation. In this episode, we're going to talk about sowing your seeds. We'll talk about focusing on what really matters. And then lastly, we'll talk about the importance of good company. And as we approach the end of this book, Sheikh Abu Bakr bin Salim, may Allah be well pleased with him, he gives us some comprehensive reminders. This is the end of this very blessed book. So he's going to tell us things that we really have to take away with us and implement in the rest of our lives. He says, know that the world, the life of this world, is the field by which you cultivate the realities or what you're going to witness and what you're going to receive in the hereafter. Therefore, have determination and strive for the day of resurrection. And then he tells us this beautiful verse of the Quran that really highlights all that matters in the hereafter when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعْ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ The day when neither wealth nor children will be of any benefit and only the one who comes to Allah with a sound heart will be saved. On that day, paradise will be brought near to the people of taqwa, the people of God consciousness and piety, and the hellfire will be displayed to those who are deviant. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people of paradise and to protect us from the fire. So with Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim here, he's telling us your time is an opportunity that you have. That the time that Allah has given you, your lifespan, it's an opportunity, but those opportunities are limited. We can't think that we have an infinite number of opportunities. And the invisible line of when our lifespan will end, it cuts off our long hopes. The Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, he taught us that people have hopes that go beyond the time when their life will come to an end. So we need to learn from that and realize that we can hope, but if we're not taking advantage of the present moment, then those are empty hopes. So we have to take advantage of the time and we have to engage in acts that are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he tells us that every good deed that we do, that we engage in, it's like we're planting a seed in this beautiful field. But that we plant that seed here and now, but then that seed will bear fruit when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will see the fruits of those harvests when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to take advantage of the time that we have, and we have to make sure that we cultivate it with righteousness and that we plant as many seeds as we possibly can so that when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are able to benefit from numerous types of fruits 
that come from those acts of righteousness. And we can't delay. We can't wait. We can't have these long and empty hopes that actually prevent us from taking advantage of the time that we have here and now. And then a Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam, he says, we ask Allah for safety and we seek refuge in him from humiliation and regret. Because humiliation is not being brought close to him. And when that happens, people will regret not taking advantage of their lives. So then this brings us to the next point, focusing on what really matters. So the way to really accomplish taking advantage of your time is by being able to focus on what really matters. And any one of us knows that there are so many distractions in our lives, whether it's our devices or different notifications, or if it's the newest kind of breaking news that takes up a lot of people's time and thoughts, all of these things that can distract us from being productive and from focusing on what really matters. And sometimes, even if we're focused on something important, it's not to say that those other things are not important, we might not know that there's something even more important that we're neglecting. So we have to prioritize things and realize what is it that really matters and what things are more important than other things so that we're able to really benefit the most in the limited time that we have. And if you only have one opportunity, you want to make the best of it. And the Prophet ﷺ, he teaches us this in a beautiful hadith on Ali ibn Hussein ibn Ali ibn Abi Talib that this is narrated by the Prophet's son-in-law and his grandson and his great-grandson. That the Messenger of Allah ﷺ said, مِنْ حُسْنِ إِسْلَامِ الْمَرْئِ تَرْكُهُ مَا لَا يعني. That it is from the beauty of a person's Islam, it is from the excellence of a person's Islam to leave aside what does not matter to him, what does not relate to him, what does not concern him. So you are displaying and expressing a beautiful understanding and reality of your connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you leave aside things that are not really important. And anything that does not bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ultimately does not concern you. So then a Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim, he says, take advantage of acts of worship while heedless people are asleep. That's a special time. So take advantage of that time while people who could not care less are sleeping. Leave aside debating people of falsehood. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, leave them to amuse themselves with falsehood. They are those who keep to their desires and love the fleeting world and turn away from the hereafter. So one of the things that also takes up a lot of people's time is getting into debates, whether it's religious debates or political debates or otherwise, those things are distractions. Leave that aside and focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's a lot out there that just drags us into things that are unclear or incorrect, and sometimes they might not even be true. So focus on your Lord and fulfilling His rights and do whatever acts of goodness you can. And debating and all those kinds of things, they don't bring about any results that are worthwhile. And essentially, 
what he's telling us is to stay away from bad company, the types of people, the environment that doesn't help us come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There once were two righteous men who met and they began to discuss very high level spiritual realities related to the blessed rank of the Prophet Muhammad so these are two righteous people speaking at a very high level of realization and iman. And when they were done and they were about to go their separate ways, one of them said to the other, do you know what is even better than what we've just been discussing? And he said that it is for Allah to make you become aware of one of your own flaws so that you can work on fixing it for Allah to make you aware of one of your flaws so that you can work on it is even better than what we just discussed. And what they were talking about was beautiful things. But why was it better? Because you're focusing on something that benefits you with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the most immediate way. So this brings us to the final point of seeking out good company. That all of these beautiful acts of worship, all of the sublime spiritual states are attainable when you're in the company of good people. Then as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim, may Allah be well pleased with him, says, look upon the knowers of Allah. Look at the faces of these people who have such a high level of yaqeen, of certitude and righteousness. Look at their faces and the righteous who witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in everything. His mercy descends upon them in every instance and moment. So this teaches us that we have to seek out the righteous people of Allah. And even though in this modern world, it might seem like a very foreign concept, they exist. The righteous people of Allah, people who are beloved to Allah, they exist in all different times and try to seek out their gatherings of remembrance and to be in places where even collectively the environment is a place that is blessed. Be in those places where mercy descends because when you're there, the likelihood of that mercy descending upon your heart and you being transformed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will and permission is far higher in those types of gatherings and with those types of people than it is on your own. And the Prophet ﷺ, he told us in a beautiful hadith, which is narrated by both Al-Bukhari and Muslim, that the angels seek out gatherings of remembrance where Allah's name is being mentioned. And when they find those gatherings, they call out to the other angels and they tell them, come join us and take part in this remembrance. And when they return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah tells them that he has forgiven everyone in that gathering. It's a total comprehensive mercy. Then one of the angels says, but there was a man who was in attendance who came for another reason. He wasn't there to remember Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this hadith, I have forgiven even him. They are a people that whoever sits with them will not be among the damned. Whoever sits with them will not be among the damned. So being in the company of righteous people is one of the most time-tested ways of seeking nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
and receiving mercy from him. So as you continue on the spiritual path, seek out the company of people who help you remember Allah and who remind you to work on purifying your nafs and people who follow the beautiful sunnah of the Prophet people who emanate light and beauty. And when we do that, everything else becomes clear and everything else becomes attainable. So this brings us to the call to action. There are four special times that scholars recommend taking advantage of. So the first, as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim mentions, is the time before Fajr. The last part of the night before Fajr enters is very special. If you can be awake during that time and you pray or engage in dua or you engage in remembrance, whatever it is that you can do in that time, it is very impactful. The second time to take advantage of is after the Fajr prayer all the way until sunrise. That's another very special time that we can engage in the recitation of the Qur'an, the prophetic invocations of the morning. The third time to take advantage of is the time before Maghrib. Right before Maghrib, about 20 minutes or so, is a very special time. And then the fourth time to take advantage of is between Maghrib and Isha. And these are times that you should especially make an effort to sow your seeds and to cultivate that time because those times are particularly fertile and blessed. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq and that he fills our lives and our times with blessings and with benefits and with barakah and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us of people that he loves and who love him and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the best day the day that we meet him. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm or search Soul Food in your favorite podcast player. While you're there, take a minute to leave us a rating and a review because it helps more people discover the show.